This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like Kimbalina66. Support Switchcraft on my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run jump stomp. Episode 108 of Switchcraft is brought to you by opseats.com. Go there to get an awesome gaming chair just like mine. Uh, use the coupon code RUNJUMPSIT for $10 off your chair. These are super comfortable chairs with great lumbar support. I'm a big fan of this chair, and uh, it kind of looks cool too. Uh, again, that's opseats.com, and thank you to them for sponsoring episode 108 of Switchcraft. Okie dokie! Well, everybody, I'm sorry that this episode is so late and the audio is messed up. Windows updated itself without my permission. It broke my mixer. I had to rewire everything, and it's just been a nightmare. But we've still got the episode out on time. Thank you guys for being patient. Enjoy. Switchcraft is recorded live three times a week, 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday at whatever time the universe will allow uh tune in at twitch.tv slash run jump stomp again that's 3 p.m u.s eastern on tuesdays thursdays and saturdays is always up in the air tune in live and you get to interact live with the show just like these awesome people did let's scroll on up and see what everyone's saying uh joel mead 24 is here we also have uh vaxer link 31 254 uh, casual, the casual cleric, Aerslia, the ginger doctor. Oh, keep scrolling. Bravd is here, probably saying mean things to me. Um, hopefully I didn't miss anybody. Kodiak Moonwolf is here. <laughs> and that's the second time that I missed him today. Oh my goodness. Awate86. And any other new names? Kimbalina66 is also here. Zimzors is here. Otter Scotch is here as well, and I'm trying to see. I think that is everyone, uh, but I also can look into the uh, the little window that shows me that there's some lurkers here as well, some people whose names I didn't say, but they're awesome nonetheless. I know, Moonwolf. I'm sorry, man. I missed you twice. It's I don't know. I, it's hard to see your name sometimes, I guess. I don't really have a good excuse, so you could just be mad at me if you want. <laughs> all right uh anyway be awesome like those people show up live and uh if you're here live and you're a regular you can call into the show using our uh discord server that's runjumpstomp.com slash discord before we go any further i just want to put out the call for reviews on apple podcasts we are fresh out of them um, we have quite a few of them but i've read all of them so far and you guys are doing great by sending those in but we could use some more uh we 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 live off five star reviews here so give us some uh a review tell us what you think and i'll read it on the show i received an email um gosh it doesn't even say who this email is from oh never mind i remember now it was uh john johnny sent in this email and it says hi rjs i wanted to share a story with you about my 3ds and micro SD card. I have 300 3DS digital titles. My God, uh, that's a lot. Um, a mix of virtual console, eShop titles, first party downloads. 300 is the max a 3DS can have if you did not know that. I did not know that. Um, I actually have more than that, but I just can't hold them all. This takes up around 80 gigabytes of space. 
the 300 limit is 60 pages of 3DS titles where five titles per page are listed in data management. About a month ago, the micro SD card would not allow writes. I don't know what happened or changed. It was bricked, but still readable, fortunately. I purchased a new 128GB card and copied all of the files over successfully. I was fortunate that the card was still readable and wanted to warn others to make backups. Can you imagine downloading 80 gigabytes of 3DS titles along with DSi titles? Also, I would have lost my save games and backups. The story had a happy ending, but I was sweating it until the new card and a backup had been completed. Cheers, Johnny. Wow, that is a lot of games. Oh my god, Aeris says, why can't I hold all these games? And all I can picture is that kid on the, the old Nintendo ad. He's holding a... It's actually not a Nintendo ad. It was a... um. It was an ad for like a bag that you could get. And I'm sure that you can find it. It's actually kind of a meme. And uh, he's holding a Game Boy with some some games in his, like he's holding them in his teeth. And he's got all of this stuff. And he's trying to figure out how to carry all this stuff. And then it shows him later. Uh, he's got this plastic um, box that he's got all that stuff carried in. So why can't I hold all these games? That's that's hilarious, Aeroslia. Um, well, thank you very much for the email, Johnny. And I, I love the information there that I had no idea about 300 being the limit uh, of games that can be on a 3DS at one time. That's pretty crazy. Uh, I think that I have a 32 gigabyte uh, card in my uh, 3DS. Um, and But he's he makes a really good point. Back up your SD card every once in a while. This is even more exacerbated on the 3ds where there is no ethernet for you to download from so you have to do that over wi-fi and that's got to be really slow 80 gigabytes over wi-fi that's got to be a real pain whereas if that happened on my switch i'd you know i'd be a little upset but i wouldn't be the end of the world for me because save games are all saved on the actual system itself not on the cards Although that's not a good thing. I mean, they they should give us the option to move things around. Um, But my Switch has Ethernet uh, to it. So that way, uh, when I play online games like Mario Kart or soon Rocket League, um, you know, I don't experience very much lag. 80 gigabytes downloading over Ethernet is not a big deal. But 80 gigabytes downloading to a 3DS... Um, that's a huge pain, and I'm I'm happy that it worked out for you. But the moral of the story is back up your stuff. Back up your stuff, people. If you don't have it in at least three places, you don't have it at all. All right, if you're looking for other ways to get a hold of me, you can call and leave a voicemail at 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. Keep it short, about 30 seconds, and I'll play it on the show. Uh, you can tweet at me, at RunJumpStomp. On, uh, on the Twitters there. And of course, join our Discord of awesome people at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. My puppet body is ready. Well, unless you've been living under a rock, you probably know that Rocket League came out for the Switch today. Uh, <laughs> I find it hilarious that there's a lot of people who are way more excited for this on the Switch than a game like Skyrim or a game like Doom. Um... I know that those are big AAA games, but Rocket League is just on a whole different level when compared to other games. It's so fun and fantastic, and I just want to take a second to talk about it. And I'm not going to talk about 
my experience with it on the Switch because I haven't played it on the Switch yet. I haven't had time. Uh, it came out basically this morning, and I've been at work all day. So I haven't had a chance to play. Um, we'll, we'll, I'll play it later today, probably. But Rocket League, if you don't know, is a game where you play soccer, and you play soccer by driving around and slamming into uh, a big soccer ball, which is awesome. And if you had told me that this is the kind of game that I would be excited for, I would have said, well, you're crazy, because I really generally don't care about driving games other than Mario Kart, and I really don't care about sports games. So put the two together, and I could not care less. That being said, um, when I bought my Steam controller, I got a free copy of Rocket League, and I installed it on Steam to try it out, and I was hooked, because it's a great game. Um so if you haven't picked, if you don't have a copy of Rocket League yet, pick one up. Wherever it is you're going to play it, pick one up. I'll talk more about the Switch version of it on Thursday. The reason I'm talking about it now and the reason why it's in the news section is because there is some controversy um, over playing the game online. Uh, and basically some people are saying that well, here, on the PC version, if you plug in a second controller and uh, basically whenever I play games on Steam, my name is RJS for Run, Jump, Stomp. And sometimes my son and I will sit down and play Rocket League together. He'll plug in uh, another controller and we'll sit there and play Rocket League and I'll be RJS and he'll be RJS with a little two after it. Uh, and that's just something that automatically happens when you're playing. So when you... Uh, apparently, when you play Rocket League on the Switch, uh, some people are saying that you have to have two accounts, one for the main player and a second account for the other player, the second player who wants to play uh, uh, online with you, like split screen online, so you're both on the same team playing against other people. So maybe 2v2 or 3v3, but two of you are right there on your screen and they're saying that you have to have two Nintendo accounts on your Switch in order to do that which isn't a big deal it's pretty easy to make another account but some people are saying that those accounts have to be official Nintendo accounts so you actually have to have an email address and make an account and have that account confirmed through the email address with Nintendo again not a huge issue. It's a little bit of a stumbling block and kind of a pain, but not really a big deal. Um, but if we, if you go on further, the reason that this is kind of a controversy is because some people are saying, what if you have to have uh, two online subscriptions for the online, whatever Nintendo's online plan is that they're going to unveil uh, next year? What if both of those accounts has to have an online subscription in order for you to play the game online. And when people reached out to Psyonix um, or the company that ported the game, I can't remember the company that ported the game off the top of my head. Um, it doesn't matter what the name of it is. When somebody re uh, reached out to them, they did not deny that you would need two accounts. Now, I personally doubt that you would need two paying online accounts in order to, to play that way. My guess is that this is really just um, a developer oversight. Like they, 
they were like, oh, well, I mean, they're going to need to put a name there. Um, maybe Nintendo doesn't have a way to... Yeah, Panic Button. Thank you, Link31254 in chat. Uh, Panic Button Software is the is the company that did the port. Um, so maybe the developer looked at it and they said, well, maybe Nintendo doesn't have a way to automatically just append a 2 to the end of somebody's name. Or do they? Like, what happens when you play Mario Kart? When you play Mario Kart, I think it just puts a 2 after somebody's name. Well, anyway, that's that's really the point here, is that... Nintendo doesn't do this. Um, Nintendo doesn't say, well, you have to have another account in order to play as a guest on Mario Kart split screen online play. So my guess is that this really is just uh, an oversight by Psyonix when they were developing this. They probably didn't think about uh, how that would work. And... Like I said, I haven't had much time to play Rocket League on the Switch, so I'm going to talk about it on Thursday. But a lot of people are upset, and you know I'm not going to try and make a pun here, but but they're panicking over what could be uh, and not waiting to find out what really is. And I think it's probably... I mean, I think the reason that Psyonix and Panic Button aren't actually responding to, to this is because they don't... They don't want to go out. They don't want to step out and say something, and then ha- have Nintendo turn around and say, "No, no, no, that's not what it is." So I think they're waiting to have probably Nintendo PR um, decide how it is that they want to phrase whatever the issue is. Now, anyway, um, that's the big news story for today. Is just what's going on with Rocket League. Um, yeah, a Ginger Doctor in chat says that Panic Button also did Doom. So that's two huge uh, huge releases in the the same week. That's pretty impressive, uh, no doubt. All right, let's, uh, let's talk about gameplay. Well, I just realized that I was recording from the wrong sound card for the first few segments. So I'm going to try and balance everything out so you don't hear any difference. But if I can't, you'll probably notice that the stuff that happens after this point will sound better or or at least a little bit louder or with a less uh, noise than the first few segments. Anyway, um, what have I been playing since the last time that I recorded? Well, I kept saying up and down, I'm not going to pick up Fire Emblem Warriors until next year, but I ended up picking it up. And uh, I was lucky my mom gave me 50 bucks for my birthday, uh, a GameStop gift card, uh, my wife needed her uh, one of her headlights fixed, so I took her car in. And while I was there, they were um, they said that we're backed up and we got to wait uh, like an hour and a half before we'll be ready for the car. So I said, "All right, I'm gonna just go wander around." And uh, I happen to have my backpack with me because I brought my my iPad in case I wanted to sketch. And so I went over to GameStop and walked in, and I looked at everything, and then I left. And then I went back to uh, a couple different stories, just kind of killing time. And I went back to the place, got the headlight fixed. And then I was I was just about to get on the highway and drive back home. And I realized, I think I need to go pick up Fire Emblem Warriors. And so I did. And Fire Emblem Warriors is really, really fun. So if you have not played a Warriors game like me, I had never played a, what's called a Muso game. Um, these are what I thought that were basically button mashers and it's not a button masher. There's, I mean, there's button mashy gameplay there, 
but there is a lot more strategy to the game than I thought. So I'm really happy with it. Now, let me talk about what is a Musou game. This is based on the Dynasty Warriors series. Uh, the last one that we got was Hyrule Warriors. I never played that one. My son has it on his 3DS. It just didn't look interesting to me. And it didn't really make sense for me. Like to me, like the, the Zelda universe didn't really make sense in this kind of context. It totally makes sense in the in the idea of Fire Emblem. And if you never played a Fire Emblem game, Fire Emblem games are usually 2D, top-down, uh, although there have been 3D ones on the GameCube, I believe, but 2D, top-down, uh, turn-based strategy games where you move a characters over and then you know they, they get adjacent to other characters and then they fight. And it, they're really good games. And if you've never played one, you definitely should. Uh, there's some fantastic ones on the 3DS. Uh, Ginger Doctor in chat says Hyrule Warriors was really good. Wish it would come to the Switch. Well, you never know. It might. Um, so Fire Emblem Warriors really, uh, or um, was it level five? I think it's level five. I could be wrong. Um, the developer really did a great job integrating the Fire Emblem mechanics into this Dynasty Warriors game. And what kind of mechanics am I talking about? Well, uh, building relationships with other characters through combat. So basically, this is a, a, a big thing in the newer Fire Emblem games where if you take these two characters and they are nearby each other while they're fighting, uh, they will develop more of a bond for fighting together and that'll give you certain bonuses. Uh, that is brought right into, um, I keep wanting to say Dynasty Warriors, but uh, Fire Emblem Warriors. Um, they bring in, They brought in the Weapon Triangle, so what you have to do is, well, actually, if, if you don't know what the weapon triangle is, basically it's that spears are better than swords. Or, well, not better than. Spears will defeat swords easier. Swords will defeat axes easier. And axes will defeat spears easier. Kind of like a rock, paper, scissor kind of thing. And so they brought that into this game too. So as you're running around the map, and fighting these uh, ridiculous number of uh, enemies, uh, you have to pay attention to what weapon type they have and then make sure that you're using a character that has the weapon type that is better than that. So whenever I see somebody with axes, I make sure that one of my sword-wielding characters is going to that area to fight them. And so you've got a, you've got a bunch of characters that you're moving around the battlefield all the time. Um I, you can pause the game and you can issue orders to your uh, ancillary characters and say, all right, uh, Frederick, you go over here because you have, um, he, he has an axe. So you go over here with your axe and f fight these people with their, with the, um, with the spear. Uh, and then you take, um, uh, gosh, I can't think of his name. Krom. You can take Krom and Krom uses a sword. So Krom, go fight these guys over here with the axe. And then you take over whatever the, the other characters are and you're moving around and fighting. And then let's say that you are your main character and you've taken out a bunch of enemies or, or um, figured something out. What you can then do is give that character an order to go over here and then switch over to a different character like Krom or Fet Frederick and do their fight. So you're constantly switching between all of these different characters. And it almost feels like when I'm playing, 
it feels like what you might imagine that the fight is like when you were playing a Fire Emblem game. So the pause menu lets you move things around very easily, move your characters around and try and deal with all of these different problems that are arising in the middle of the game. And then the moment-to-moment gameplay feels like, okay, now I'm executing on my battle plan. And because you just push the up and down button with, with your, uh, on the left Joy-Con um, to switch between the different characters, you're always in the thick of the battle. It makes for very, very frenetic, fast, crazy fights. Uh, and I had no idea that the game was going to be like this. And I am now a fan of Musou games. I don't know if the rest of Musou games are like this, but this one is awesome. Uh, they also have, I forget what they're called. I think they're called Dragon Shrines. This is a, a thing from the latest Fire Emblem game where you take a fort and then you use this Dragon Shrine and it changes the battlefield. Like it'll make a bridge, a land bridge between two places or it'll make uh, make it start raining, which will cool off the lava on the ground so that you can walk across it, um, that kind of thing. Uh, other things that they brought in from Fire Emblem games, they brought in permadeath. This is an option that you can have so that if one of your characters dies, they are dead and you can't get them back. Although they kind of worded it in a way that makes me think that there might be a way to get them back because it, I think it says um, if you play casual, uh, well, no, if you play classic, it says your Characters who die are not brought back in the next fight automatically. So my guess is that there's probably a way for you to get around that if somebody dies. But what I do is if I don't get it perfect, like if I don't, if I get, if I fail any of the objectives in a map, I just start over and redo the map until I get it right. And I've been having a lot of fun. Uh, Another thing that they brought in with the game is pairing up characters. This has been a really big part of Fire Emblem for the last two or three games, uh, where basically you take two characters, you put them next to each other, and uh, then you can pair them. And one of them is like the support uh, character, and the other one is like the main character. And so what I tend to do is I'll take a sword character and match them up with an axe character. And then as I'm running around, you only see one of those two characters. But if you hit... Um, ZR and then I can't see the button uh, X I think at the same time the characters will swap so if I come up if I'm using if I got the sword guy out and I see a bunch of people with um, spears I'll switch to my axe guy but they're right next to it like they're together and you also will unlock these other moves where if you hit ZRY you have to build up to this um that support character will jump out and attack a bunch of people and then like fade away real quick. Um, as you're playing, you also build up a little defensive part uh, with the paired up characters. And let's say that somebody actually lands a hit on you. Um, if this uh, little defensive bubble is built up, then your support character jumps in and blocks the shot, which is really cool. I was fighting a boss the uh, yesterday and it was probably three or four times in one fight that that support character jumped out and blocked. And if I didn't have them paired up, and it's totally optional, but if I didn't have them paired up, it would have given me more um, battlefield presence because I could have my characters in more places. 
but my character would have been weaker and I would have got hit more often. So there's a lot of risk and reward in playing this game and it's really, really fun. I'm looking forward to streaming some of it uh, in the future. Um, I'm not a fan of the voice acting, uh, though I never really am a fan of voice acting in in uh, JRPGs. They just never seem to land right with me. It might just be a culture thing. I'm not sure. Uh, the, the controls are pretty good. You have to tell yourself to slow down on the combos. So um, basically you have r- normal attacks and then strong attacks. And um, when you're fighting an enemy, a little white bar will sometimes pop up on the screen. And I'm not sure what causes it to pop up, but when it pops up... Uh, you're supposed to use your strong attack, and you basically it's a stun bar. And if you get rid of that bar, the enemy will be stunned, and then you can do lots of damage to him really, really fast. And that brings me to the tutorial. Um, I don't think that they've done a good job with the tutorial. The tutorial feels like a wall of text as you go. Like They try and break it up to teach you a little at a time, but they don't teach it to you in a way where you're doing it. What they do is they just stop the game. So you're you're in the middle of trying to figure so- something out and the game will just stop. And then a wall of text comes up on the screen and you got to read through all these little pages of stuff. And then you go back into the game. And I don't think that that's really the best way to teach how to do this. And I think this is really a holdover from the Fire Emblem games. They teach you how to play the game in the same way. I don't know if it's a Dynasty Warriors thing as well, but I know that Fire Emblem does a terrible job teaching you how to play. And there were a couple times where I just said, nope, I don't understand. I'm starting the whole battle over so that I can try and figure it out. I went on YouTube to try and look for um, Fire Emblem Warriors tips and tricks to see if anybody had like, like, not like a cheat guide, but something to say, hey, this is something that the game doesn't teach you very well that is important to know and there weren't any out there really so I'm just gonna have to keep muscling through it but the game is worth it it's very very fun um I don't like playing it in handheld the map in the upper right corner it's big enough to see but it's not really comfortable to see and I just prefer playing it on the big screen I think it looks and by the way it looks fine on handheld it's just a little too small on that small screen uh, but this game really shines on the big screen. I know that the characters are pretty low poly, uh, not a lot of polygons, but that's because there's like hundreds of characters on the screen at once. You're moving these characters around and you are fighting the enemy and you might, f- after uh, one map, you might take out a thousand enemies, uh, which sounds bananas, but it looks really cool when you do it. So I think the graphics are great. I haven't tried the multiplayer. I've heard that there's some frame issues when you're playing split-screen multiplayer. Um, I don't really think it's a game that my son and I would enjoy playing together because there's just too much stuff going on uh, for a multiplayer game like that. I think the biggest thing that I, to take away from Fire Emblem Warriors is it's a fantastic game that totally got overshadowed by Mario Odyssey coming out. And I think that it was a huge mistake for them to not bring... Uh, or or to bring this game out alongside Mario Odyssey. I think it had a week, a week, one week before Mario Odyssey came out. That's not enough time. And if I, I, if I had held off, I might never have picked it up. So I'm glad that I got it. I'm having a lot of fun with it, and I'm going to continue playing it. 
and I highly recommend this game. If you like a good action game and if you like a good strategy game, then this is a really good blend of both. Okay, real quick, lightning round. There's going to be a new element added to ARMS. This comes from uh, Twitter from ARMS underscore Kobutter. Uh, it's a Japanese Twitter account. And uh, there's a new, they showed off a little video that showed off that there's a new element. It doesn't say what it is, but it's going to be cool. I'm excited for it. Uh, Portal Knights will have four-player local Wi-Fi multiplayer. That's awesome to hear. Uh, no internet required. So if you happen to see three other people who have uh, Switch and have Portal Knights, then you are in luck. Hollow Knight was delayed until 2018. I think that that's probably good because there's just too much to play right now. Give them a little more time to polish that game. Make sure that it's really, really great. And uh, I think that's a good idea. And then they, <laughs> this is from the Wall Street Journal. From uh, you guys have heard me talk about this guy before. He's at mochi underscore uh, wsj on Twitter. Uh, he works for Wall Street Journal, and he says Nintendo is in close. Is I'm sorry. Let me restart. It says Nintendo is close to agreement with Illumination Entertainment, studio of Minions, to make an animated to make animated Mario movies. Nintendo's creative guru Miyamoto likely to join effort as a producer. That is pretty big news. I mean, Nintendo has been pretty gun-shy of making films uh, featuring their characters since the disaster that was the Mario Brothers feature film, which if you don't know anything about the the, the history of that movie is pretty hilarious. Uh, what a disaster that movie was. But here's the question. In this Mario movie, is Mario going to talk? I really hope not. And if he doesn't talk... How are they going to convey everything? It's going to be weird. I don't know. Um, the last time that we saw anything from Nintendo in a movie was when we saw some of Nintendo's characters like Bowser in the Wreck-It Ralph movie, which was... Uh, wait, was it Wreck-It Ralph? Yeah, Wreck-It Ralph, which is a great movie. All right, mo uh, the games that are coming out between now and Thursday, which is the 16th. Well, today we had uh, Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2, uh, Rhyme, which by all accounts is a disaster. A lot of people are saying it should not have been released in this form. Uh, L.A. Noir came out today. Ben 10 came out to today. Uh, Batman, the Telltale series, It'll Do 2 Plus, and of course Rocket League. And then Pinball FX3. I thought that I heard that that was delayed as well. I'm not sure. I'm going to have to look into that. And then on the 16th, uh, and Antic. Kia Lost. I think I'm saying that right. Antikia Lost comes out on the 16th for the Switch. Um, Ginger Doctor says, if he talks, it better be Charles Martinet. And I agree. Uh, it, it should be Charles Martinet. But I don't know that I want to listen to Charles Martinet make do the Mario voice for like full sentences. It's much better when he's just like, wahoo, you know, that kind of thing. All right. That is all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that you want discussed, let me know. If you are looking for ways to do that, just listen, uh, listen to the beginning of the episode again, and uh, I list all the ways that you can get a hold of me there. If you're looking to support the show, there's lots of ways that you can. Uh, the best way that you can do to, that you can uh, support the show is to share it with a friend. Uh, just whatever podcast app that you're using, 
hit that share button, send it to somebody, say, hey, I think you would enjoy this. If they like Nintendo stuff, hopefully they would. And, uh, oh, let's see, where, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you could also um, review the show on Apple Podcasts if you're looking for ways to support the show monetarily. Uh, there's Patreon, there's Etsy, all the links to that stuff can be found at runjumpstomp.com slash support. Uh, thank you to Noteblock and Tom Winter for the use of your music on my show. Brav makes a great point. He says uh, they should just pair Mario with a mouthpiece like Toad, somebody who talks so Mario can just react. That's true, but please don't let it be Toad because I don't want to hear Toad talk that much either. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, thank you so much for listening, and next episode will be be Thursday, and I'll talk more about Rocket League then. Bye-bye. Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection of digital audio books and spoken word content. Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more. Get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books. If you decide to stay on, and you probably will, get one book every month for $14.95. In addition, you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. Cancel anytime. Your books are yours to keep even if you cancel. You can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com audible and directly support the show. 